everyone, and welcome to E Equals MC Paired, a podcast that crafts effective, motivated creatives seeking refuge from procrastination and mediocrity. I'm your host, Kimberly Gray, and thank you guys again for tuning in. Please, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, take a minute to hit pause right now and do that so that you can get alerts when we launch new episodes. And also, please share the podcast with like-minded creatives who you know can benefit from the content that I share every week. I post a new episode every Friday. So now let me do a quick review of the week as I usually do. First of all, I had an amazing Mother's Day on Sunday, and I am sure many of you mothers listening can say the same. But yes, Mother's Day was awesome. My dear husband, BJ, and my kids made my day so relaxing. Um, My oldest daughter made breakfast Belizean style, so that was an ode to her mother's culture. And I was gifted with cards and gifts and some new workout gear that I'm very excited about. I absolutely love them. My husband and daughter picked those out for me. And later, hubby got on the grill. He made some bomb burgers and hot links. So I was able to have a stress-free day at home with the people that I love. And for me, that is the best Mother's Day a girl could ask for. So family, thank you so much. I appreciate all that you've done and all that you do for me. And I am just very blessed to be mother to some amazing children. And to any mothers who struggled on Mother's Day, I don't want to forget you. For whatever reason you may not have enjoyed that day, know that your days will get better with time and encouragement. Stay close to the people who love you, the people who understand your struggles and what you're going through, and the ones that want to encourage you to keep going every day. It is not always easy, but it is worth it. And if you are a mother right now and you are having time, you're having a hard time in this season and would love to have someone to talk to, trust me, I am very open. Leave me a message and I would be honored to help with some encouragement in any way that I can because I know it can be hard. So this week, I would like to talk a bit about May being Mental Health Month. And the theme continues this year as for mind, for body. And the purpose is really to focus on ways to explore companionship, spirituality, humor, work-life balance and recreation, and also social connections as ways to boost mental health and general wellness. It is so apparent that we are living in stressful times that is saturated with technology and closing ourselves off from social interaction. It's crazy that that is the way that our society has evolved, but it is our reality. So it's very important to keep our minds healthy in ways that encourage more social interaction. Ways that we can do this is to make efforts to meet friends for hikes or to grab lunch and laugh a little and see facial expressions because I was just talking about this the other day. Text messaging is so, you can come up with one text can have so many different meanings and it is not enough for us to really be able to learn each other and to understand each other. We need to see the frown lines in the face when we laugh. We need to see, you know, the the expression on each other's faces. So being able to have that one-on-one face-to-face interaction with other ways is so, so very important. And, um, 
Another thing is to just, even if you're not face-to-face, -face, pick up the phone and connect with someone who you have been meaning to talk to or just to see how they're feeling. Take a break from a very tasking event that's creating stress and go take a walk in the park or take time to pray and meditate to give your mind the ability to connect and receive clarity. All of these things support the ability to connect the mind with the body. And as I said, the um, the theme is for mind, for body. And a you want it to construct a harmonious and grounded way to make measures for improvement so that your days can become more meaningful and hopeful. So I just want to remind you to be intentional about the things that you do to create an atmosphere to garner great mental health. And also I encourage that if you have any suggestions for listeners right now on ways that they can do that, um, share it on our E equals MC paired Facebook page. We would love to hear your ideas. This is all about community. So if you have some ideas that other listeners could benefit from, definitely let us know what your thoughts are. So let's get right into the quote of the week. The quote of the week comes from Malibo Safodi. I hope I pronounced that properly. Malibo Safodi is a South African activist and writer who contributes on several social media platforms. She is also a 2017 Wits City Institute Mellon Fellow and recipient of the Walter and Albertina Sisulu Prize at Wits University. Her research interests are in Africa's economy and development and also in gender and science. Ms. Afodi is the author of her debut novel, Misbehave, where she tracks her journey as a black woman in South Africa, choosing to live life the way she wants to live it, even if it means challenging societal expectations. If you are an avid reader, if you are part of a book club, I definitely urge you to check out this book. Um, it inspired this week's quote, and I want to read an excerpt from this book where I actually pulled the, week, the quote from. It states, thinking, thinking real hard. My grandmother knew when I was down. She knew what to do. She would encourage me to engage in self-care and would do all manner of therapeutic things for me. Sometimes our foremothers knew how to spot mental illness and help us. She would mix some oils and ask me to breathe in and out or boil some herbs and ask me to bask in the steam. She would send me to work in the field because the closer we are to the earth, the grounded we become. She would sing for me and then pray. When I read that, I was immediately attracted to the words, the closer we are to the earth, the grounded we become. That is so powerful and humbling. And it just really makes sense. I imagine a huge part of mental issues stem from societal expectations. We have become so immersed in a society that stresses highly on image, especially when we are on social media and we're seeing everyone's better side. Everyone wants to give the best version of themselves that we've lost sight of our roots and who we essentially are as human beings because everything else that we're seeing are mere layers. They're all societal expectations that come from what we should be or what society thinks we should be. When actuality, we come from such a simple root. We're, be, we're, we're made from the ground. 
So it makes total sense that when we place ourselves in nature, it would allow us to think more. Hence the advantage and, you know, the the gratification we get from taking walks along a beach. When we take outdoor hikes, the energy that we garner from doing those activities gives us this calm and peace about ourselves because by doing this, we're connecting back to our creation. I believe that is why activities like gardening is so therapeutic. I tried gardening once before and it didn't work out quite the way I wanted it to. But when I did do it, I was relaxed. I I felt I was able to think, I was able to really connect myself with my thoughts. And that's why I feel people who work in the farming industry per se do not have the amount of stress that a person who works with technology and mechanics does. So the gist of what I gathered in the quote is really to return to center so that we can gain clarity. And it's very important to make time for self in these moments. In... I like to walk barefoot. I'm a Caribbean girl. So (laughs) when I walk, and I think that's for a reason because walking barefoot in your backyard or laying in a field or lawn, looking up in the sky and you're on the ground, these are really relaxing and therapeutic actions and for good reason. So I urge each of you who may be dealing with some hard days to make an effort to place yourself in nature. And I really assure you that your days will become more harmonious, your mind will be a bit less clouded, and you'll be forced to reconnect with self and understanding. So this week's topic is something that I wanted to tie in to Mental Health Month. And um, the title of this week's topic is Deadlines, A Procrastinator's Saving Grace. I really chose to discuss this because the act of procrastination is a trigger that can enhance mental distress and enhance feelings of anxiety, panic attacks, and even feeling a lack of self-worth. What enhances the negative aspects of procrastination is making a plan without a deadline. So a plan without a deadline to a procrastinator is definitely formula for disaster in that there is no measurable space to force ourselves to get something done. When I think about my own experiences, a lot of times I've woke up in the morning and just had this live in the moment attitude. I didn't really think too much about yesterday's events or, you know, what is supposed to happen tomorrow. And I gravitated to a sense of garnering instant gratification. That's because there was no pressure in instant gratification. There was no stress. Everything was fun and exciting. But the danger is outside of ourselves, others may focus on how our current actions can affect future possibilities. And that does not reflect very well on integrity. So something has to change. And it isn't until a deadline is placed before us that we start to figure out how and when we need to act. And that right there illustrates the power that that deadline has on us making as or that in the moment procrastinator. The deadline creates a panic and a fear that makes us realize that we no longer have an open field to play in. 
but we now have a commitment that others may be affected by, so we need to look ahead. So, you know, I had to ask, why is this so difficult for procrastinators? And I truly believe that most creatives procrastinate because of the way our mind works. We are constantly thinking about things that may or may not have any connection with each other. And all of this free-flowing information has no specific pattern. Therefore, we act out in the same way. We move and we respond to what we feel and what we think about in that moment. And when this happens in life, a filter like a deadline can allow all these amazing ideas that flow to be directed into a productive path. And that is why the deadline is a filter to motivate the procrastinator to slow down and to make an effort to meet and respect that deadline. Realistically, many of us wait until the last minute to utilize a work ethic of inhuman proportions and have the ability to produce in one night what most focused individuals cannot do in a week. This happened to me in college. I remember I was chosen to do the national symposium for my school at the time, Belize um, Technical College. And I knew about it three months in advance. My English teacher came to me and she says, hey, this is a theme. I want you to write up something for the symposium. I didn't really think about what a symposium was at the time. I was just kind of excited because I loved writing. I loved English. And I was like, sure, okay, I'll do it. And I stalled. I procrastinated. And it wasn't until the night before the the um, symposium <laughs> was supposedly be presented that I literally did an all-nighter. I didn't get any sleep that night. I, well, I was up all day, went to school without sleep, and had to do this speech at five o'clock in the, in the evening. And that, to me, thinking back and looking back, that was just crazy. Like, why would someone put themselves through that much work if they had extra time to really do something. And I believe that is again because the closer we become or the closer we come to the deadline, the stronger and more powerful the filter can direct us to produce. Some people like that. Some people feel that that's a motivator for them and that they do their best work when, you know, they are you know, they're held to a specific deadline. For me, when I really look back on it, I do question how much more effective could my work have been if I actually took time in that gap to little do little things here and there. So some steps that I got from mindtools.com that can help you choose to filter all of your thoughts earlier and not wait as long to face the deadline with a bit more ease is as follows. The first one is to recognize that you're procrastinating. That right there may seem like, okay, logical, but it does kind of pass a lot of individuals' minds. They don't really realize that they're procrastinating because again, they're just living life in the moment. So a really good idea is to consult a task-oriented mentor. Assign yourself a task-oriented mentor. Assign yourself a friend that you know is a is someone who really has it together when it comes to doing things and planning things and asking that individual, you know, suggestions on how you could be a little bit more effective in organizing your activities from the beginning of when you realize you have a project to that deadline. 
And another thing that I think is effective is to state it aloud. When you realize that you're procrastinating, state it aloud and say, okay, what will happen if I don't do A, B, or C? And sit on that and feel that guilt, feel whatever energy comes your way and realize that you have to do something different. The second tip is to work out why you're procrastinating. Procrastination for some can just be triggered by boredom or an overactive mind. However, it can also be a sign of serious underlying health issues. For example, ADHD, OCD, anxiety, and depression are associated with procrastination. Also, research suggests that procrastination can be a cause of serious stress and illness. So if you suffer from chronic or debilitating procrastination, one of these conditions could be to blame. So you should definitely seek the advice of a trained professional and, you know, see what you can do to become more aware of the problem. I am not in any means saying that you need to be medicated or anything like that, but at least knowing is a first step and you can find alternative methods to become a little bit better when it comes to organization. And then number three is to adopt anti-procrastination strategies. For most people, distractions is the issue whether it's mental or environmental. So what you really wanna do is minimize distractions. Turn off your email and social media and avoid sitting anywhere near a computer while you work. Or, you know, if you're dealing with distractions that stem from your mind, then have someone hold you accountable and check in with you to ensure and encourage that you that you're staying on task. That's always a really effective way to, you know, hone in on a strategy. E equals MC Paired's philosophy supports this wholeheartedly. And our mission is really to empower creatives with the notion that we are better together. It definitely takes a community of bright thinkers to embrace our unique gifts and understand that they play a poignant role in not just our own endeavors, but also in the dreams and aspirations of others. So with that, folks, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of E Equals MC Paired. And as always, I leave the show with a task for you to remember. Effectiveness equals motivation by creatives paired. Apply the equation and manifest nothing short but amazing.